Pop quiz, hot shots. Who are the 2020 NBA world champions? Crash. <laughs> Elam. Uh, that'll be us, the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's, Let's go. go. That's, I'm happy to lose that one. Oh, yeah, we got, got some for you. Welcome to the crash. Buddy, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I, I, uh, I, I wrote down in case I did have the quiz lined up and it was my turn. Here's what I wrote down. How many seasons has the crash been running for? One. One. <laughs> and in that time, <laughs> two-parter, and in that time, how many, this quiz questions. <laughs> how <Long> many championships <laughs> have the Lakers accomplished? One. One. So we're going to go ahead and take the credit for that. You're welcome, Lakers Nation. The crash will continue to roll. We're clearly bringing some good juju uh, to the purple and gold, and we're happy to do it. Um, Before we dive into the celebration and the, and the much-deserved hoorah, because we have a ton to be excited about, I just got to stop and apologize to the king. I didn't call him out of his name recently or anything like that. Putty called me out on this a few episodes back, but I think it's important now, now that the Lakers are here at the mountaintop to address. So back in 2018, before LeBron carried a, a really like lackluster roster of the Cavs on his shoulders and took him to the finals only to get waxed rightfully by um, a loaded Warriors team. Uh, I said, I said, I hope we don't make any moves for LeBron. I hope we don't adjust this young core for LeBron James because I just, I was betting on father time. That was what my logic told me. But now I'm looking at this thing like, how many more can we squeeze out of this? I'm greedy. I'm happy with champions. But I'm looking at this guy like, this is otherworldly. He is the king. I, uh, I humbly bow. I'm so grateful. So grateful that he, that he got our colors on. He's carrying the torch for all the greats who have um, who have put this jersey on and put on for the city. So, uh, LeBron, my apologies. Let's keep it rolling, please. Um, now that that is out of the way, guys, we are the champions, and it's and I'm, I'm I got like good energy carrying into the week. I just I got a little extra pep in my step. Would love to get kind of just, you know, a state of where you're at mentally, your thoughts on the game, however you want to break it down. Uh, AP, talk to us, man. You know, it's funny, like, Friday's game was so emotionally taxing because we thought we were going to do it, and then we weren't going to do it, and then we were going to do it, and then we weren't going to do it, and then Danny Green had that shot at the top of the key, and he missed, and then, you know, kind of left that bitter taste in the mouth for the whole weekend. And I know on Sunday I was like, man, I don't know if I could go through all that again. Like, I can't go through those that range of emotions again. Like, it's too soon. I need another day. But, like, the Lakers, they felt it. Like, never got nervous, never got worried from the beginning to the end. It was like a wire-to-wire win. And I really enjoyed it, but it didn't really hit me until, like, yesterday. It didn't hit me on Sunday hmm. the Lakers were the champs. Yeah, we popped the champagne. We had the group chat going and talking to people that we haven't talked to and everybody, and it's like, but then I was like, damn, like Lakers are really champions again. So it's a good feeling. It's good to be back. And, you know, and as Laker fans, we are spoiled. So now we are already looking about like, oh, can we repeat next year? What's going to happen? I know we're already thinking it, but 
do want to bask and rejoice in the enjoyment of uh, of this one for a little bit. That's fair. Putty, what you got? Um, yeah, like I, the, the finals were anticlimactic to me. Like I, I said this before, it kind of, you know, the way the Lakers backed into the playoffs, uh, you know, and, and you know, people picking Portland, they, I just felt like there was more hype in the first two series than there were the last two series. So, you know, I said that, you know, I think after the first game, um, when, when we took care of a business against Miami and the dragon went out and bam went out, I was like, this, the series is fucking over. And, um, to the heat's credit, they, they fought and they fought Jimmy Butler. They fought Tyler hero they fought. Um, we won in six, uh, but it felt good. And the thing that I took away from the win or the thing that's most satisfying to me is, is two things. You know, LeBron rarely in the midst of the season, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen some of the stuff he's been writing, but revenge season complete. And when he was talking at the end, he's all, he was real. He's all, stop disrespecting us, you know, stop disrespecting me. I want my damn respect. And I think we all can relate to a time in our life or a period in our life or uh, a relationship or your job where you just didn't feel respected. And there was really no reason. And I think that's what LeBron felt like he's had so much, you know, washed King and um, Kawhi's the best or KD's the best. And we've heard it all season, but um, the Lakers, Ali said something, you know, uh, that triggered me. He said, wire to wire, you know, we won wire to wire that, that, that's that six game. And that's how I felt about the season. Yeah. We lost to the Clippers. Um, we lost to the Clippers the first uh, game of the season, but the Lakers started out like 17 and two. They never really skipped a beat. Like you, in a season, you usually have ups and downs. The Lakers, um, their only down was after taking three months off and then going into the bu- bubble, which is expected, right? To knock the rust out. So like, this is so satisfying. Um, it's it's really satisfying to, to shut the Brian Wynn horses up who just talked trash the whole year on why we weren't going to do it. Uh, Amen. Jackie McMullins. Um, I can go on and on. Max Kellerman. Like uh, all those people. It's just so nice to just shut them up. Um, but that's why we're Laker fans and that's why it's a little bit extra. Like you, they feed off that. I feel like it's good energy for the Lakers to have even though we knew they were the favorites, the rest of the world said that they weren't. And that's something that they harnessed and bonded them together. And it's just a total team. They weren't the most talented team. I don't even think they were the most top five talented team in the league, but they were a team with chemistry um, and they trusted each other and, and uh, tip to the cap to the 2020 Lakers. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know that I totally agree. I don't, I, I haven't like taken a hard, you know, look at, at where their talent ranks against the landscape. But my feeling is that um you, you take LeBron off that team, they're they're probably not making the playoffs. No, no question. But LeBron is on that team and and and, and they're really top heavy. I know it's not necessarily even across, you know, one through fifteen, but what we saw, they were unconventionally deep. In other words, you you didn't necessarily know who was gonna show up outside of LeBron and AD, uh, but they were going to get about, you know, 
three, four contributors, whether it was like savvy play or not, you know, shooting was up and down, but like guys who did winning things were present. Um, and, and the, the versatility in the personnel really proved to be, um, a significant factor. The way that you could, you know, start Markeith Morris at the five to, you know, to match up more appropriately uh, against Houston and then come back the next series against a very big Denver team and say, all right, let's throw Dwight in here now. Not really skip a beat in all of that. Um, they had so much positional versatility. They were fast and strong. Uh, so I think there was, I think there was, um, a it was a talented group. I was getting frustrated at the notion of the the Lakers news of landing AD being eclipsed as soon as Kawhi and and a moment after Paul George came to the Clippers and I understood everyone's excitement to say this was a, a gritty roster that was competing with the the KD Warriors without those superstars so look out and I'm like wait a second I think we got some guys and I think we have a better dynamic duo at you know in the driver's seat and shotgun um you know, they're going to be back. Clippers will be back next year. Warriors are going to be, you know, healthy and competitive next year. And in the East, we're looking at the Nets. Uh, although I'm not ready to talk about KD in these conversations because everyone who, who questioned LeBron coming off of his injury, they're not giving that same level of pressure to, to Kevin Durant, who, who tore his Achilles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he's on the wrong side of 30, so... I don't, you know, I guess it can't be totally assumed, but I love uh, going back to the Lakers. I love that we can reshuffle the deck uh, according to the matchup, um, and it was an effort thing. And you were right, wire to wire, we did it. Um, LeBron was MVP of, of the season, um, and you know the playoffs is really where that should be determined, and it became clear. And uh, and and Anthony Davis. Just want him to sign that dotted line so we can like breathe, even though it's expected to go that way, and and the future looks bright. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any. I mean, season's over. We can rest, uh, and just you know, just wait. You know, as 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 the champs, we just we just wait. You know, wait, enjoy, and see all these other moves. You see, Ty Lue, it looks like he has multiple co coaching. Um, offers on the table, the Clippers, the Rockets, uh, Jeff Van Gundy through his, you know, the, the Rockets are mean with him. So it's it's fun being the champion because you ain't really got to do nothing, right? Like you're number one. You sit back and you don't have to react. Everybody else has to react to you because clearly they weren't, no one else was good enough to get the job done. And that's a good feeling to know that, hey, what we rolled out there, was damn good enough to get the championship and we did that in year one everybody talks about the clippers chemistry and first teams you know first year teams coming together we did it with a group of guys that have never played uh played together in high level situations and we look like we've been we've been playing together for three or four years so i'm really excited i know ali i know ap um you you just want to see us in the playoffs and play competitive I was just happy basketball. to see competitive. As, as the longest I could and, see competitive basketball, that's what I wanted. And you saw it. You saw it all the I way did. through. I was, so, I was optimistic, so uh, but I was also just grateful because, you know, I was I was like on, online and like, I think 
2016, the Lakers won, I don't know what year exactly, but like a couple of years ago, the Lakers won like 17 games the whole season. Yeah. And I'm like, it, we were very close from it, the story could be written yeah. from worst to first. Right. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know like I mean? we really like a couple of years ago, we were just, when the season was like December, you're like, all right, like, what are the Warriors doing? You know, like, what's everybody yeah, else doing? Exactly. Or, exactly. You know? So, um, like, I want to do a little uh, NJB style um, awards, you know, high school awards, um, strictly for the Lakers. And these aren't your normal awards. Right, these aren't the normal awards that you that you see day in. You know, it's not going to be an MVP or a or a defensive, you know, defensive six man of the year or, or coach of the year or, or or anything like that. This is just going to be, you know, something that I feel like a little little off script, but um, a way to recognize some of our guys in a different way. So absolutely, you got you guys ready? Yes, let's do this. Let's start with. Hype Man Award. Who is your guy's Hype Man of the Year? My my Hype Man is Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook was really appreciative of being a Laker, and I love that about him. That he didn't get no burn. He, he was a disappointment as a free agent pickup. We didn't get any contribution out of him that mattered. But just the fact that he loved being a Laker – you know, he was a big Kobe fan, and, like, you saw him after the championship. And then during the season, you see he's up on the bench. He's got little handshakes with everybody. And, you know, that's what I think of the hype man. I think Quinn Cook was our hype man. Gotcha. Respect that. E? Yeah, I got uh, on the other side of the size spectrum, I got JaVale McGee. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. somebody who played significant minutes, started all season, uh, but really split time with Dwight Howard. They were effectively like co-starters. And then and then he just disappeared from the rotation altogether. But that energy never did. Um, it may chalk it up to the size compared to Quinn Cook. Like you can, I couldn't help but see him all the time. His energy was there. And, and for, for the Lakers, you know, every AD interview, LeBron interview, they always talked about looking back at their bench, especially in the bubble, and drawing that energy from them. And I always saw... JaVale up and, and giving his guys energy and being supportive. So he gets the high man award. Perfect. I got Dwight Howard. Um, you know, I, I always not really liked Dwight's antics. <laughs> He's always just trying to have a good time and, you know, not serious, but that was when he was a role. His role was to be the best player on the team or, you know, the second best player on the team where I like someone to be a little bit more serious, but the same thing you can say about JaVel is the same thing you can say about Dwight. When Caruso's dunking, he's the first one out. You see him doing his little shoulder roll with, with LeBron before the game start, even though he doesn't start the games, he's always out there, you know, doing his little handshakes with the guy. So um, my, my hype man award goes to Dwight Howard. Megawatt smile. Absolutely. All right, next one. Let's do best teammate. Who's the best teammate? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here first. Um, I got I got Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley was a uh, you know a rotation player on a playoff team last year. Um, took the took the minimum. He's a San Diego native, and I think he grew up room for the Lakers like Quinn Cook, and he recognized the opportunity and he was ready to be a locker room presence. Uh, and I even saw some articles after Drew Holiday was announced officially by the league as the best teammate. I saw some 
local, you know, local publications, Lakers um, writers and what have you, all saying like, hey, Dud should have gotten some love for this. I think, uh, you know, he, he was the mentor to Kuz. Uh, I think he was just one of those guys who, who recognized the significance of the energy you bring into a locker room in spite of what your encore play is, or in his case, isn't. Um, so he was just, you know, he he was he was a guy who uh, who held it down and just was a steady presence of positivity. So he gets the nod as the best teammate in my book. All right, I think um, all those things are, are true. Jared Dudley's kind of forget forgotten man for me. He wasn't really in the spotlight, so true. Uh, seems like a good guy. So yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but I'm gonna go with Javel McGee. Um, okay. JaVale goes from starting to sitting to starting, but just like Dwight, you see him um, applauding everybody. First one off the bench, um, giving high fives. Uh, him and him and AC Fresh, uh, you could you could see you know they had a connection. He's the one that fathered the the headband for right. for, for AC Fresh. Um, you know he Dwight obviously outplayed. Javel very early into the season. Um, and he just seemed like genuinely happy. And you can say that about a lot of guys, but Javel just seems genuine like genuinely a good guy that wants to see everyone do well. And no matter, you know, you couldn't tell if he had if he played two minutes or if he played 30 minutes, right? And I think that's a that's a, a tall tale sign of of someone who who's bought in. But more importantly, um, you know, understands uh, the pot, the power of positivity. So I got Javel Gee. Here's a, here's a fun fact about McGee. Before we get AP's take, he uh, he landed a production on Justin Bieber's last album. So he's using oh. that time uh, that idle time wisely for what he's not getting on the court. Good for you, Javel. Yeah, he's making beats on the bench. <laughs> well, I'll, maybe maybe he's thinking of thinking of uh, arrangements and stuff in his head, but a lot Bieber, of downtime. That's, down that's, that's no in the small achievement. That's not the homies mixtape. That's a that's a mega pop star. That's a big look for for an NBA guy. Right. Um, I like your guys's choices, but for best teammate, I figure like you have to be on the floor a little bit more. And my guy wasn't on the floor a lot, but um, I picked Markeith Morris, late pickup. Um, you know, was able to jump into multiple roles, was able to do different things. Um, some game, you know, beginning of the – when he first got picked up, wasn't getting any burn. And then in the playoffs, had some big games for us. And also, like, he's also best teammate because if you're in the middle of the game and somebody kind of gets in your face or talks a little shit to you, Keith's going to be there. He might not need to, but Keith's going to be there. He's going to get in somebody's <laughs> face for you. He's going to have your back regardless He's and he was just—he was just helping me up. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah, but keep going. Be there. He'll ask questions later. So, to me, that's the best teammate. I know, like, if I'm going to war, I'm going to battle. He's going to be there with me. Um, and you know, just being able to do different things on the court, play multiple positions, guard different guys, hit some big shots for us in the finals. So, I feel like Markeith Morris, late addition to the team, but definitely was the best teammate at the end of the season. Excellent. Next up, we got glue guy. Glue guy. And I'll go first. I'll, I'll kick it off first. You guys might be surprised with this. I got Rajan Rondo. Very surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm very yeah. surprised. Color and, me surprised okay. about that. And and here's and here's why. Um, we picked up Rondo a year before we got AD. We know that Rondo and AD have the Kentucky connection, but also played together with the Pelicans. 
And I remember watching the Pelicans play when on, their, on the team, and AD really has a respect for, for, for Rondo and, and what he does. LeBron signed off on getting Rondo, always talk, spoke highly of, of Rajan. He has that championship thing. So um, another, another you know, glue keeping AD and LeBron, who obviously hung out but didn't play, play together. And then I remember when we picked up Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley um, played with Rondo um, in Boston, and one of the main reasons why Avery Bradley signed with the Lakers was because Rondo mentored him while in Boston. So um, those are three three guys right there who Rondo um, that, that that trust Rondo, and you always hear Rondo. He's an extension of you know he he might as well be a player coach you know right now just like Kobe had Derek Fisher you know obviously Kobe was the best player Derek Fisher was the the captain you know if you will uh, of the team uh, because Kobe didn't do a, didn't want to do a lot of talking the same with LeBron it, it, it's it's hard for the best player on the team sometimes to be able to. Um, have a have a connection with every single player one through 15 but you can tell rondo did that and i don't know if you remember when rondo was playing with chicago and um i forgot it but i think the vets called out the young guys and rondo stuck up he 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 ended up uh, speaking up and saying hey my vets didn't do this you know he, he's a guy who as quirky and as weird as he is he has your back do you remember when um i don't know who he might have been playing with the kings but it was Isaiah Thomas and Rondo, and they got into it um, like maybe two minutes in the game, and I think they got kicked out. I think Rondo and Isaiah got kicked out of the game, and they asked why, and it was because Rondo was sticking up for Paul Pierce because Isaiah Thomas was going to have like a video tribute, mm -hmm. and Rondo was mad about that, right? Yeah, it was yeah. super, like the most pettiest thing, but that's what you can expect from a guy like he's going to be loyal to the end. Paul Pierce is done and retired and he's picking a fight with Isaiah Thomas who, who you know what I mean? So um, the glue guy, uh, unexpected, but the more I thought about it, Rondo was, was the glue. He was the glue, uh, the glue for that team. That's big of you. Very Putty. surprised. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for context, yeah. Putty goes out of his way to not acknowledge Good things about Rondo sometimes. Yeah, I hate his guts. <laughs> I said it gingerly, but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the more frank version. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, my glue guy was uh, Alex Caruso. I think he just fits the mold of glue guy because, you know, I don't know what it is, and I'm not an advanced metrics guy. Eli likes the advanced metrics, and he'll tell you PERs and win shares and all that stuff. All I know is when Caruso was on the floor – the Lakers were usually winning or making a run. So um, my eyeballs tell me that, you know, his stats might not always do it, but when he was on the court, he's going to do what it needed to do, and the Lakers were going to make a run. If they were down five when he gets in the game, they were up three when he got out the game. If they were up seven when he was in the game, they were up 19 when he got out the game. So that's my glue guy, AC Fresh. Love him. All right. Guys, my, mine is uh, I know what we're doing mostly for these for these awards, but I, mine's LeBron James. Um, I actually uh, saw different energy in LeBron this year than last year, and what you kind of acknowledged about Kobe and his leadership style and how he needed to lean on Fish. I think everything you said about Rondo is true. However, 
I do think LeBron went out of his way, recognized sort of his gravity, and recognized that he is going to need to kind of like break his normal tendency. And and again, to your credit, uh, on on the Rondo call, Putty, I, I read some articles in the last week or so where, where Rondo would kind of police LeBron's body language, <laughs> but uh, ultimately, um, it like. You know, that that leadership quality, it just cloaks the whole group, the whole organization in LeBron's case. He he can really linchpin all of the energy however he wants. Like, you know, his unofficial agency accounts for seven of those players. Coaches, everything, he has he has the power to, you know, build it and and the opposite. And he used his power and he channeled it for good from the gates until the mountaintop. And maybe uh, that's why. Maybe that's why Rob Palinka didn't get any GM love for that reason you just said. Rich Paul got seven of them players because <laughs> Rich Paul got seven of those guys. <laughs> Does he get a ring? Does Rich Paul get a ring? He should. Maybe that's the. He'll, maybe that's the he'll get it. He'll get a ring. He should. <laughs> he should get Bubble Cheese's ring. Um, yeah, but no, LeBron. I think LeBron is indeed the glue that kept it all together, uh, and I think he was very intentional in doing so this season. Excellent. Next one, let's go with third man. You got the sixth man award, and you know the Lakers all here. Who's going to be the third guy? Who's going to be the third guy? Well, who wins your guy's third man of the year for the Lakers award? Sorry, I thought this was a, I thought we were doing this according to playoff performance. Is this for the entire season? Whatever you, it's whatever you want it to be, Eva. It's usually Laker, Laker awards. It's a whole year. Well, I'm gonna go ahead because the the playoffs carry, uh, you know, all the weight really. So I'm just gonna stay my course here, uh, and I got Putty's glue guy, um, Rajon Rondo. Uh, it was it was I think a heated competition again. I was really looking mostly at the playoffs, heated competition um, between KCP, AC, Fresh, and Rondo, but ultimately Rondo, you know, what he provided in uh, relief. For, like kept LeBron off the ball from times and allowed LeBron to go in sixth gear when he needed to, um, you know, average nine, six, and four through the playoffs. 9.6 assists, four rebounds, and a steal, and, and got the most assists off the bench uh, in finals history. So he was really serving it up for, for the teammates, um, you know, made big stops. You think back to the Houston series when he just returned, like the way he was – uh, just you know, all in James Harden's grill on defense and picked his pocket a couple of times. Big pivotal moments. F- really found a J. I mean, it, Rondo was shooting lights out when we needed him to. Um, close the season out in that sort of fashion as well. So, uh, it was it was close heated competition, but in my book, he gets the nod for the third guy. Yeah, my third guy speaks volumes on how good our first and second guys were <laughs> on how good LeBron and AD were that they're so good that it really took this one was like the hardest award of all of them for me to come up with like when Putty sent these out like I filled them out pretty quickly this one I changed a bunch of times and I was shocked who I ended up with I surprised myself Contavious Caldwell Pope yeah like, I would have never thought it I would have never thought it like as many times as we yelled at this dude, as many times we were done with this dude, the social media memes, everything, this dude just kept it 
kept with it, had some big games for us, hit some big shots, was just solid all throughout. He wasn't great by any means, but I think, you know, I, I did like Rondo for this, I did, but, but I did think of what Putty said. We had to kind of think about the whole season. So because of Rondo not being really much of a factor until the playoffs, sure. uh, Contavious got a slight edge, and I was, I was shocked at myself for putting that on there. If I was just thinking of the the playoffs, I would also have KC motherfucking P. Um, but I, I thought of the whole season, and you you guys hit hit the. I mean, that was the the inconsistency of the third guy is shown right here in in this discussion. Um, I'm gonna pick, even though he wasn't there for the the playoffs. Um, he oh, here you out. go. <laughs> I'm going with my dude AB Avery Bradley. Um, before you know the the season ended, he was head and shoulders be- uh, better on both sides of the ball than anyone we had. Um, a lot of pundits actually didn't pick the Lakers because he had opted out. Um, I know he wasn't there for for the playoffs, um, but I know that he prepared his team for the playoffs. <laughs> so my third man is. Uh, Avery Bradley, look forward to, you know, games outside of the bubble where we can have everybody there and, and watch him play because he he's, I mean, the, the way he gets after it, he's a dog. You know, he's 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 a dog. He's not he's scrappy. Dog, so, not, no, you know, he's not, he isn't a dog. He's scrappy. He's scrappy. Right. He's scrappy. Bra- like Bradley is that dude, uh, you know, if, if we were, if well, I guess it, like by my own criteria, if I was issuing awards like the NBA up until the um the shutdown he would be the third guy award for me as well okay excellent we got two more guys two more so um let's go ahead and go with unsung hero i'm gonna get mine out of the way with right now no one asked me where my meter with caruso uh is now but it's at a 10 (laughs) yeah we all the way up you gotta read that's my that that's my unsung hero um caruso uh so so proud of how far he came in such a short time um, always showed flashes of athleticism. Obviously, the efforts always at a 20. Um, but when we lost Avery Bradley, we had questions on defense. We had questions on rotations. And he filled in from day one um, in that Portland series and answered the bell, um, hit timely buckets, uh, always um, always good for um, just getting in people's, people's stuff. And um, he's honestly... There's a lot of reasons we won the championship, but he's the unsung hero because if he didn't step up, the Lakers would have been in trouble. But day in and day out, his consistency on the on the defensive end um, and even on the offensive end, and just just keeping the ball movement moving and making the right plays and honestly just not turning the ball over um, was huge for us. So um, give it up for AC Fresh. He's at a ten. Um, He's at a ten, and he's also my unsung hero for the Lakers. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that he's at a ten. The reason I wouldn't pick AC Fresh is because he's a plenty sung hero. That guy oh, is a say. cult <laughs> fan favorite. Uh, you know, I feel like I, I feel like when we look at this championship, you know, ten, twenty years, and so on from now, we're gonna look back at this team and hold him in the same sort of regard that we do, say, a Byron Scott or, you know, a, a Robert Orton Fish. 
Yeah, those guys who you I like you identify guy, as <laughs> Got to find my white guy. <laughs> the, the the guys that you identify as sort of those those Laker guys who were who were not the the superstars but they were so crucial to the team's identity and, and winning. I feel like he's going to be that in the history books. Uh, it's for that reason I tried to really go I try to honor the word unsung and so I I shine that on uh Markeith Morris. Uh, I think it was a brilliant pickup midseason. Um, and what he did was he allowed for so much versatility. If we didn't have Markeith Morris, we would be limited to Kyle Kuzma and Jared Dudley to service certain forward roles that, you know, we, we couldn't ask any more of LeBron, couldn't ask any more Anthony Davis. And the bigs sometimes were fish out of water in the, in the flow of the game. Markeith Morris was a perfect plug and play and offer. I think I can't harp on enough personnel versatility for this team was crucial in them triumphing. And I think he was one of these guys who really lent to that. Uh, and sometimes the shot was there. And when it was, you know, that 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 Houston game where he had four in a row, it was money. Uh, and sometimes it wasn't. But he still was a big body who could move well. Uh, and was just like, you know, kind of epitomized quietly that personnel versatility thing. Um, Il, so, who, Il, who do you like more, Willie Cauley-Stein or Morris? Ooh, uh, I feel like he found your guy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, or I'm Nerlens, happy. Or Nerlens Noel. I'm, I'm happy with our guy. <laughs> I like Van, the, it's, like, it's like my children. I like them different, but uh, equal. Okay, gotcha, nice. gotcha. You got, you got your guy. I felt like if you got, if you, if you, if we were picking jerseys, if you got... I feel like senior. You would, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. If I, if I was to cop a jersey from this season, it would be AC Fresh. He got my number, too. Well, yes, so. yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right, guys. Last war. Hold on. Now I didn't, get to my, the, I didn't do my unsung hero. Uh, Damn, no, you about to unsing Ali. I'm not my bad. I'll see, uh, see you later. <laughs> I went to, I'm I'll see nice. you later award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my unsung hero, I went a little bit different route on this one. Um, you know, we talk about the Kentucky Wildcats that have been big on this one, uh, Anthony Davis and Rajon Rondo. There's a Wildcat we forget. Frank no. Vogel. Is the my, coach. The coach putting on Frank for the coach. Frank Vogel is my unsung hero. I like it. He was like not it. the first choice. Everybody, everybody made fun of it. They talk about these other great coaches. And, you know, like when we got into the and the Western Conference Finals and the Finals, everybody talking about how good of a coach Mike Malone is. Y'all can't see my notes, no. but to say Vogel as the second uh, backup option. To yeah, keep too. like Mike I was Malone's trying to show these guys my notes over a Zoom screen. Eric I like the Vogel pick. Yeah, Eric Spolstra is great and all this. And it's like, man, Vogel made all the right adjustments, wasn't afraid to mix things up, starting Markeith in the Rocket Series, starting Kuz, or starting Caruso in that last game. Didn't see that coming. And it was like, man, this is, this is outstanding. So Frank Vogel deserves a lot of love, and he was my unsung hero for 2020. I like it. Awesome. Last award, um, the See You Later, a.k.a. Gotta Go Award. Which Laker do you do can, can basically take a hike? I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. <laughs> I'm going to try something on Zoom. I'm going to count. I'm going to say one, two, three, and then say yours because I have a feeling it's going gonna, it's gonna to work in perfect synchronicity. I don't think it's not, yeah. but we could try it. Okay. Let's just let's see what happens. Ready? One, two, three. Dwight J.R. Smith. <laughs> Different reasons. Would you say, Pete? Dwight Howard. 
but I have a different reason. I'll, I'll, oh, I want to hear it. Let's go. I'm my, intrigued. My reason isn't like Dwight Howard's got to go. You didn't say it was a got to go award. You said it was a see you later award. See you later. Sorry. I just feel see like later. somebody's Dwight Howard proved that he's a serviceable center in the NBA. Somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. He doesn't fit a role with the Lakers, so he'll be on another team next year. Was, you don't you don't think you don't think that he can um, take the the starting role from Javale next year because AD is not going to want to still play center no, throughout I mean, the whole season. Some, somebody's going to come in there and do that. It, it, it might, I just think somebody's going to pay Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's going to get a check, and I just don't think it's going to be the Lakers. It's just an opinion, uh, and I think you know, like, what about Boogie Cousins? Of course, he's, he's going to be hanging out there, right? Would it be Boogie Cousins? Yeah. Bring Javale back, maybe like or some you know some, there's that kind of player is out there that you're just going to start for a few minutes to make AD feel like you don't got to play the five. Gotcha. Well, you got, uh, you said Danny Green, right? I said Danny Green for the same reason. Um, I don't think people are given, so you guys have, you know, what am I, the, the capologist or whatever the show? Uh, I don't think there has been, well, rightfully, any attention given to some of the challenges the Lakers front office are going to have to face. They had to pull some gems in order to put this team together. There were career revivals. They were like, you know, maximizing value out of what a player cost. Dwight Howard is a good example, AP. Danny Green is kind of the opposite of that. For 15 mil uh, in the season, what he offers is kind of being supplemented by, you know, uh, and Avery Bradley, who we didn't get to see uh, perform in the playoffs of this team. You know, KCP, who we just deemed, like, you know, arguably the third guy. Um, and 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 AC Fresh, who, you know, who stepped up into this guard rotation. Rondo, you know, uh, Danny Green is consuming a lot of the contract. So this is not a hate move based on, oh, you missed that, you know, game five shot. It's a good look. It didn't go in. We won the championship. It's all good. Uh, I really liked the Danny Green signing in the moment that it happened. I understood it. Quintessential 3 and D guy, but um, he's eating up a lot of salary, and the Lakers have their work cut out for him in the offseason. AD is going to hopefully sign that Super Duper Max, and they got on their player options, uh, KCP is only getting paid $8.5 million if he opts in next year. He may have played himself up to earn more dollars than that. Now he may be doing the Lakers a solid because the Lakers have overpaid him in some of the past seasons, but I don't think players work like that. And I don't think, I don't know what, what he and the clutch team are going to do. Um, Avery Bradley's only due 5 million. If he opts in next season, Avery Bradley looks like he deserves more than $5 million on a contender. So he might opt out. So if the Lakers are going to shore up some of these contracts, Rondo 2.6 player option, uh, McGee 4.2. I don't imagine he's going to opt out of that. But uh, for the Lakers to shore up their roster and get these pieces and continue their versatility, their size, their strength, all the advantages from this season, that might have to be a sacrificial lane. Do you think there's a team out there that's going to pay Danny Green $15 million next year? Hell no. no. I, I, th- I think, I think uh, you know, I, I, I don't know the what Lakers, the Lakers... The Lakers, the Lakers cap space is going to come to... Teams offering KCP a multiple deal, and you know them denouncing rights and stuff like that. But that's a that's a discussion for uh, another day. But I definitely, I, I you know, I Danny Green 
and that rotation of Avery Bradley, KCP, AC Fresh, and Dan yeah, Danny Green's the, the odd man out, um, is the odd man out for, for me as well. And then you got Horton, you got, you know, Talon, Horton, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that, that guy. But and he, that, that's the kind of player promise. that might get packaged with the green. I, I'm right. sure everyone's going to ask for Kuz. Kuz, and Green, say, cause, and like THT. Kuz is like on a, a very team-friendly deal. He's getting paid like $3 million next year. Ela, do you do yeah. this deal? Kuz, Danny Green to Brooklyn for Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, they need to maybe sweeten it up um, a touch more. But, yes, because because You Danny give me a Green, pick, I'm, I'm in for that. You give me a pick. Exactly. Some something give give it a sweetener because Danny Green is actually a very good fit for that group. You know, a championship yeah. level three and D guy with the you know you got your point guard, you got your forward in KD, and you got a lot of other and you know lights out shooter and Joe Harris if they bring him back. So and Danny Dinwiddie Green, is someone we need. Yep, we uh, can really benefit from Dinwiddie. Yeah. That's yep. a great deal because. I, you know, my first choice would be Fred Van, Van Fleet, but he's going to get paid. He's going to get real paid. paid. But Spencer, we, we can get we can get that. And he's an L.A. guy, too. Or, hey, bring Darren Collison. You know, if he's done knocking on doors, <laughs> uh, you know, he could come and, come and holla. <laughs> For real. But, um, you know, that wraps up our, our Lakers. Oh, you didn't? Uh, you didn't give us your you, got to go or your uh... – we said at the same time. I said J.R. Smith said, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. That's fair. His shirt but, went, and the rest of them go with had it. Had nothing to do with his contract. I, forgot he, was, I forgot he was on the team player. right now. Yeah, I, I didn't even count those guys, man. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I counted them. So, um, our See You Later, a.k.a. Got to Go Award, leads us right into one of our favorite segments, Gotta Go. Gotta Go. Um, we need, like, a musical, like, riff or something for Gotta Go, like a – Entrance. We should, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Probably not Maybe this we, episode, but we'll not see if this I episode, cook obviously. Up. Maybe we can get JaVel McGee <laughs> on the <laughs> jaw something must for us. Um, all right, guys. Uh, AP. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, yeah, you know, I actually what went you, like sportsy on my gotta go today. I couldn't really think of good ones, but I have two. Like, one is. You look kind of touched on these guys. The people that are like the sports casters and like the media that are just there just to be haters. Like they don't really give you good opinions. They like literally are just there to Skip hate. Bayless. Skip Bayless is the main one I'm thinking of. It's like um, the poster child. Jason Whitlock's a little bit like that. Like just oh that guy just that guy's garbage. He sucks. Yeah, it's like it's like why like we we got to do better <laughs> as consumers of the media and like stop giving these people like Skip's entertaining. Yeah. Jason Whitlock is like. He's not a good person. Yeah, he, he, well, he got to go for many reasons. But, yeah, but, like, just hate, just media that's just there to hate. Like, at least, like, Marcellus Wiley, he hates, but he, like, admits it. Like, I'm a Clipper fan. Like, so it's, like, it's kind of, like, in fun and in jest. He's not trying to be, like. But he keeps it real, too. Exactly. Though. He's not trying to you be, know? like, analytical. So Marcellus is cool, but, like, Skip and, like, there's a bunch of them. They just hate just for the sake of hating to get ratings, to try to move the needle. It's like the, uh, who's the dude on Fox News? Tucker Carlson, like they just they're just trying oh to be a bunch of, they're just trying to be a bunch of Tucker Carlson just to say like shit just to get the needle moving that don't really make sense. So So all garbage humans gotta go. They, got, they gotta go. <laughs> and then this other one is probably not gonna be a popular one, but like goat conversations. Like let's talk about who's the greatest of all time. Just Ooh, enjoy, just gotta go. Just enjoy greatness when you watch it. Like people are gonna be sitting here trying to shoot down LeBron's legacy and comparing him to Jordan and comparing him to all these other people, and it's like, just appreciate him being great. 
Like, just appreciate greatness because when it's gone, you'd be like, damn, that dude was really good. Like, I almost made that mistake with Jordan when I was a kid because I was such a Laker fan and I tried to, like, not like him. But after a while, I was like, damn, this dude is really fucking good at basketball. Like, I was learning to, like, really like Michael Jordan and not be a Bulls fan and <laughs> still be a Laker fan and still like Michael Jordan and still think Magic was my favorite, but I could still like Michael Jordan. Like, I learned this as a child. And I feel like people have, like, they have to, like, bash LeBron because they like Michael or because they like Kobe. It's like, man, just just enjoy it. And also, if you're under, like, 33 years old, you shouldn't have any GOAT conversations. Like, we don't want to hear it. Like, you you weren't there. You didn't see it. I had this one I had this one person who he's probably, at the time was probably, like, 28, was like, Drake is the greatest musician of all time or the greatest performer Ooh, of all time. I'm like, hot take. I'm like, bro, you're 28. Like, you didn't see Prince. You didn't see Mike, you didn't see Michael Jackson. Like, but can but can someone in their 70s say the same thing about us? Yeah, but I mean, like, who who though? Are you gonna come? If you're gonna tell me like Kareem, oh, if you say Elgin Baylor was the greatest of all time, then I'll be like, all right, you got me. Or like Dr. J. But I want win a championship. But I watch. Can't be Elgin I, I'm Baylor. just saying, if you're 70, like you could, if yeah. you want to come at me with that, like, but I've I watched Kareem play. Like, maybe not in his prime, but the tail end of his prime. I saw Jordan's prime. I saw Magic's prime. I saw the end of Larry Bird's prime. So, like, I've, I watched all of this. And also, I don't like goat talk. So, I can I recluse myself from that stuff anyway. Like, I don't care what the greatest ball is. I just appreciate it. No, I'm with you, man. Just, you know, yeah, enjoy what you're watching. Yep. And, I just appreciate you know, it. Like, you, just get the hate yeah. out of your life, you know? Like, stop yeah. hating. Hate's got to go. Yeah. E, what you got? So, I'm, I'm going to take y'all back on a... On a classic movie note, uh, who can recall the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman in the role of Sandy Lyle uh, in Along Came Polly? Outside, outstanding role, outstanding movie. That's right. Yeah. You remember the big, the big scene, the big board pitch scene? <laughs> Dwight Howard's phlegm has got to go. He needs one hard clear out, man. That guy... You, he did a, the whole media circuit. Wait, I feel like all season. Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight Howard. He flemmy. That dude got. He got the ultra phlegm. He. It's just. It's like gargly. He is flirting with Matumboville. <laughs> I just. I need. I feel like he does it on purpose. I feel like it's part of his. It's part of rehabilitation. So it makes him think about what he's gonna say because he's, he's got to think about that phlegm. Oh, he just can't man. talk so loosely. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, this is the next step in his evolution to be this subdued, you know, do for others type of teammate. Sans Flem. Sans Flem. Dwight Howard's Flem. That's your gotta go for this week. That's my gotta go. Just clear his throat and it's all over. Shout out to Sandy Lyle, the, the, the star of Crocodile Tears. He was damn good on those bagpipes. <laughs> all right. So my gotta go culminated last week when. My kids wanted, my kids called McDonald's old McDonald's. They say, I want some old McDonald's. So I went through the drive through and this, this gotta go goes to all the men and women who man the drive throughs and are responsible for putting condiments in the bags. I'm sick of you trying to shortchange me. <laughs> if I order a 20 piece McNugget, you know, damn well, I need more than one to two sauces to get my dip on. Every single time I come through the drive-thru, I got to open up the bag, I look in, and I see a lack of condiments, and I have to go back to you, and you know what's coming. I know what happens to you. Probably every time you, you put the, the bullshit in the bag, 
just give me my fire sauces from Taco Bell. Give me my my barbecue sauce and my sweet and sour sauce sour from uh from from McDonald's. My ranch. Don't change shortchange me on the ranch. Like let, let me ask you guys a question. If you guys get a ten piece McNugget meal, and it might have been a long time since you I did it. How many sauces do you need? At least how many three. sauces do you at, need? At, at, at least, least three. At least three. And and yeah, I take my food for a swim. I think like two. I don't do just the just the and little. I put my fries in it three. too. Yeah, I need you a bar- I need a barbecue sauce just for my fries. And then okay, okay, probably like okay. my nuggets. I, I would say if I get nuggets and fries, three to four. I don't really eat chicken nuggets anymore. But like, but what's it? Is Ronald McDonald behind you? Like you don't own like is someone? Is there a clicker for the sauces? We gotta see the we gotta see the analytics shortage? on their uh, chain on their uh, sauce. I remember one time they tried to charge me. Oh, you're going to charge me? You ain't charging me. Put my sauce in the bag or a I'm going to get out piece. the car. That's a, that's a lot of pieces of some dry lot, chicken. Yeah. You know we need the sauce. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, you put yours for a swim. Mine are marinating. You know, mine are marinating Just in there. And you know what? Hot I want some. I want to, I want something to put in my drawer. I have a. I have in my house <laughs> oh. uh, um, a drawer of a sauce sauces. And let's, uh, yeah, I got fire sauce. I got some. Crushed red pepper from having pizza. I got, you know, you like you they're trying to you shortchange me. In your life. Yeah, I, exactly. And and you know what, Chick Fil A, they don't care. They're they're happy they come through. They, yeah, they, they come me, through. They, they ask me how many, how many? Do you yep. need, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many? Yeah, and I got these other people trying to trying to bogart all the sauce. You know, it's funny when they ask me. I'm a lot more generous with my number. I'll be like, oh, you're asking me. Like, you know what? I could I could do this in four. <laughs> I don't want to abuse <laughs> yeah. this kindness. Uh, but it's awesome. Like, yo, I'm gonna need a lot more. Like, just keep 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 coming. <laughs> You I'm have gonna to start going. I'm gonna start going. Just go ahead and I'm not even look at. Just go ahead and put more in because I know it's not enough. Whatever it is, it's Im- enough. <laughs> it, Whatever it's it is, it's important yeah. to acknowledge the greatness, though, right? So Chick Fil A comes through. Wingstop, you know I got a Wingstop in the neighborhood. I am never scraping for ranch at the end of a of like a ten piece and fries. Like I get adequate amounts of ranch, and again, I I make it count on every dip. <laughs> make it count make the dips what's count. your ratio is it like is it is it dripping off you, when it comes to your mouth do you have ratio to, llamas do you have ratio. to like put a hand underneath or like is it a messy dip there like might kinda... there might be a trickle like a ranch trickle mm. you know that so down you like get, you have to get you got to get down down there in case it's gonna yeah exactly exactly okay. you like accidentally okay. drop the whole thing in the ranch but you're like not mad about it you're like oh exactly hell yeah, like, <laughs> Oh, I am definitely good for for that accent. I've been more on the blue cheese with wings lately. Like I've I've really my I've my taste buds have expanded as I gotten older. I love blue cheese. I love the little crump, the little yeah, little bluey cheese. The the blue ones, the the, the curdles. (laughs) Yeah, the blue cheese, low cheese crumbles. Yeah, Yeah, you get that shit on your burger. Like oh, I'll take some. What's that called? Oh yeah, the blue cheese. cheese (laughs) (laughs) But that's my gotta go. Uh, Hey, stop shortchanging me. I tell you was not gonna go is the crash. We're gonna keep it coming at you in the off season. So if you like these hot takes on sauce and phlegm, um, we got a lot more of that coming. I think in we got the our first season. anniversary show got to be coming up soon, right? Hey, we got to start doing what Stu Lance Probably does right. on the Lakers, on the championship Lakers. <laughs> like we got to do Ooh, like the, crash. the championship Chip crash. <laughs> Chip up. True yes, story. Yeah. We got it done. It's a celebration. We're going to keep it going. Thank you for tuning in. Stay with us on uh, on IG at the crash underscore Lakers. Um, and we're going to keep the party going. And go vote, y'all. 2020 vision. Go vote. Go vote. Oh, yeah, we got, got some for you. Yeah.